Welcome to the More Podcast with Ava and Najee, where we are manifesting original rich bitch experiences. Each week, we bring you travel reviews, wellness advice, and general millennial musings with a level of refinement. What level? It fucking depends. Hey, Ava, how are you? Hey, Najee. I'm well. How are you? I am doing great. (laughs) How's your week been going? (laughs) Uh, Not too bad it's a fresh start um i don't know like i feel like it's gonna be a good week i hope things finally kick into motion i feel like everything's just been stalled and stuck and stagnant and weird not in a good way weird and i'm thinking Mm -hmm. this is gonna be the week that we actually get some momentum Well, fingers crossed, because I can tell you if last week has anything to do with how this week's going to go, I am not extremely hopeful, but it's all good. (laughs) Uh, How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. Um, I had a little bit of a mishap over the weekend. Oh, no. Where I ended up um, actually dislocating my shoulder again no so i'm in healing mode right now my shoulder is a little sore but you know we're rolling with the punches how did you dislocate your shoulder well long story short i was um going indoor skydiving <gasps> at ifly so exciting um but on the waiver form they suggest and advise against doing the activity if you've had a recent prior dislocation and i actually dislocated my shoulder probably about 18 months ago so i guess that was recent enough so you know whatever i tried it i actually went through the first round and was fine except i did feel some soreness in my shoulder and i tried to tough it out for a second time and the shoulder said absolutely not Um, so basically it's just kind of like a combination of like the way the air pressure pushes against your joints to keep you afloat. Yeah. And everyone knows that if you dislocate something, it's like 50 times easier to re-dislocate it since like your joints know how to get in and out of place. So it's just, it was really tragic. I hate that for you. Did you at least have fun? Like what's the silver lining? I mean, I did really, really well that first time. Okay. I did really, really well that first time, and it was amazing. Um, and I haven't watched the video yet, but when I saw like the preview of the video, I was like, wow, I was really killing this shit. Um, it's just that second time, it just wasn't working out for me. So I don't know if I will never do this again, but if I do it again, I'm definitely going to have to wait a couple of years. So you have a video of you dislocating your shoulder? I wonder if they kept that video or not. I wouldn't want to watch it because it's a little too traumatizing. <laughs> But the first one, I'll definitely put on socials because I was killing it. Oh, welcome to 32, my friend. Yeah, welcome to continuously making bad decisions. No, that train stops today. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely has to stop today. Ideally, it would have stopped on my birthday. But, you know, it's going to stop today because I will gladly admit, hello, if my shoulder was hurting after the first round, why did I go the second round? It makes no sense. Oh, well, you were having <sighs> fun. Whatever. You were, we're living. past that. You were <laughs> living. Well, that's, oof, that's a bummer. I'm sorry. Oof, it's all good. Well, today we have a very classic 
millennial musing type of topic, we are going to be talking about work-life balance. Yay. Yay. I know that we probably have, we both have a lot to say about this topic. So I'm excited just to dive right in and explore what work-life balance is, what it means to us, does it even exist, honestly, um, and what we do to aim to achieve said work-life balance. Absolutely. I think everyone probably has a slightly different outlook on what work-life balance is for them. And we have like the general definition and then we have how each of us kind of um, tries to embody that and actually how work-life balance works for our particular lives. Mm -hmm. So I was actually just very curious on like how you define work-life balance for your life, Ava. Yeah, so I would say I have two perspectives on this. Um, Work-life balance for me, when I started out my career and throughout the duration of my corporate career, um, was something that I feel like I really loved the concept of. I really desired at that time to hold strong boundaries around work-life balance really early. And I think the reason why I really got into it right away is because working in social media by nature automatically throws off any concept of balance because social media doesn't have office hours. Social media is 24 Mm seven. And especially, you know, at the time I was, I was doing social media for a global brand. And so we had a few people across time zones to kind of help reconcile some of that. But (laughs) just when you're ready to go to bed in the United States, you know, they're waking up in London. It's just like, it was so, it it was just something that almost couldn't be contained. So for me, work-life balance was something that I think I gravitated towards really early on in my corporate career as something that I just realized that I absolutely needed to at least try to obtain. And I think I did a fairly good job when I was in that position, um, which is completely different as what I feel like I'm doing now in my own business because of different boundaries that we can get into. But how do you feel about that? Um, I feel like work-life balance is something that's always been a goal a primary goal and a high priority for me in just my professional life overall. Like when I got out of a college, I was working hourly at a hotel as a front desk agent. So, I mean, the hours there were pretty strict. You are basically at the desk from, I guess, three to 11 was the shift that I was typically working. And there wasn't a whole bunch of flexibility there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of sought to have a little bit more flexibility and autonomy over my time and, you know, my job performance. So that's when I eventually got out of the hospitality world into just kind of the general corporate world, which definitely helped. Um, But I kept running into the same thing of just not really being able to 
adjust to typical office life, it was very, very difficult for me. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm productive during certain times, certain times I'm not productive. And I think a lot of people can relate to this because I think when we are forced to be in the office for eight, nine, 10 hours, there are some people who are workhorses and they just love that. And they thrive off the energy of just being able to be around people and get things done. And there are other people like myself who might have bouts of productivity, but kind of feel like the day drags, it drags. And sometimes we have to find ways to be productive or keep our energy up. Um, And that was just very difficult So after COVID happened and a lot of people were working from home, I think that's when I had that realization that, hey, working from home definitely works for me in all the ways that I always thought it would, Mm. where I can do some work early in the morning, take a little walk, run a little errand, work a little bit more later, and in a way it kind of extends the office hours a little bit, but I don't like to think of it like that. I just think it just allows me to have more flexibility over my own personal workload. Um, And I think it's just been a game changer for me to be able to be, I guess, trusted in this day and age to be able to be an adult and manage my workload around times that I feel most productive Mm -hmm. and also other things that I have to do for myself, whether it be errands for the house or just things to keep my mental health in check. I just think the way that I achieve that work-life balance might be a little different than other people, but I feel like it's so important to realize exactly what works for you and being able to vocalize it and basically own it, Mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. And you mentioned something about, you know, the difference between being an hourly employee or charging work by the hour and being salaried. And I think Hourly is very cut and dry in terms of I'm working and then I'm not working. When you Mm -hmm. have a salary, that's when it gets murky, right? Because everyone knows, sure, any office has some set of hours where they expect you to be there or available, but there's no time clock. You don't punch in and out. And I think that's where it's really easy to lose sight of how much time and energy you're exchanging and when I reflect on a lot of that, I think it's, especially for millennials, it's like, we came out of school, like we, you know, recession. It was like getting a job was hard and the jobs we did get, we wanted to keep. And it was almost like we were kind of born into this like scarcity type of environment Mm work-wise. And Mm -hmm. I feel like all millennials are still trying to like deprogram from that because it's obviously just not true. Like there's so much work to go around. There's so many things we could be doing. And I think the pandemic, you know, if it gave us anything, it's obviously perspective, but it's like, we need to have, we need to be doing more than just working. We need to be taking care of ourselves. We need to be paying attention to our mental health. We need to be enjoying our lives. And I feel like for a long time, like my work was literally my personality. And I didn't like Mm. that about myself, but it was so all encompassing. And in some ways, I still feel like that's the case (laughs) because I think what happens when you switch from being an employee to being self-employed, there is Mm -hmm. a different mentality when it comes to ownership. Like for me now in my own business, I would give everything I have to make it work. 
And that blurs the lines too, because yes, there's the freedom to set my own work hours. Yes, there's a freedom to, you know, take my walks during the day or whatever it is I want to do. But at the same time, it's like, I don't care if it's 9 p.m. If there's something that I might get done for me, for myself and my business, like I'm going to do it. And so I think regardless of the setup, whether you're like an hourly employee, a salary employee, or you work for yourself, there's always going to be a need to sort of self-regulate in terms of those boundaries if you want to create work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Um, But it sounds like you've had some success in doing that. I'm curious to know what some of your daily habits or routines or boundaries are that you've set in place that you feel create work-life balance for you? Um, Well, I can tell you that work has never, ever been my personality, ever. Mm, Okay. (laughs) I've just never felt personally connected in that way to a lot of the work that I've been doing. (laughs) Not to say that I don't like it, Maybe I'm not as passionate as an entrepreneur would be, Um, but I've always kind of been of the mindset that there is so much more to life than working. Mm -hmm. Like there's just so much more to see and do. And I feel like as a single person with no kids, I definitely have the privilege to have this mindset um, and kind of shape my professional life around that ideal. Um, it's it's a little bit of a tricky thing to kind of navigate sometimes because I just know in my heart, I'm not like a career girl. I've never been that. Um, I'm not one to climb the corporate ladder. Um, I'm kind of one to do my own thing, set my own path. Um, and that's actually how I am most productive and do my best work. Um, so I would say probably like right now, I have that freedom to create the boundaries and get the work done to your point where being a salaried employee, there are blurred lines when it comes to the actual, you know, hours or amount of time that we put into it. And that kind of ebbs and flows. So for example, in my current role, I'm basically a marketing project manager and we host these really large events every year. So of course, when it gets closer to event time, I'm definitely putting in a lot more work than usual. But mm-hmm. once those events are over, we're able to kind of decompress. We're able to kind of reflect on exactly what happened. And we're able to kind of put a lot of energy into what's next without having to go overboard like it feels leading up to an event. Um, so I think that actually helps attribute to work-life balance and just having a schedule kind of like that, because I've also had roles and positions where it just felt very high energy all the time. And it felt like I couldn't breathe. Mm. So going through those experiences allowed me to realize what worked for me and what doesn't work for me in a working capacity. Um, And that kind of allowed me to realize what those boundaries are for me so that whenever I am 
kind of looking at a particular position or looking at a company and assessing exactly what's going on. A, if I don't have freedom and flexibility to manage my workload, it's a hard no. B, if I'm going to be micromanaged and told what to do and being asked five trillion times what I'm doing a day, it's a hard no. no. (laughs) And C, a hard no. (laughs) And C, if I feel like I can't take a breather and I'm just stressed all the time, there's absolutely no way I can perform my best capacity. So that also is going to be a hard no for me. I think those are probably the best three ways that I can know if a particular job is going to work well within my boundaries or not. Um, Mm -hmm. And that definitely works for me, especially for someone who has like a traditional kind of, kind of job where, you know, I get paid every two weeks and um, that's just not going to change as long as I'm putting in the work. So for you, it sounds like it even starts like before you even get into the job, it's really evaluating what's it going to be up front and just having that set of expectations before even accepting a role to know whether or not it's going to feel balanced. Absolutely. But we also got to remember like in this corporate world, things can change at the drop of a dime. Oh yeah. You get a new CEO, you get a new boss, you get a new department head, they change everything up. And next thing you know, like, the way that you worked and the boundaries you had are consistently being tried and challenged. Mm -hmm. And that's when you got to know that, Hey, maybe this isn't working for me. You have to find a new solution. So, I mean, it, there, it comes with a different set of challenges, but as an entrepreneur who is passionate about your work and your business and knowing that you're passionate enough to be able to kind of put in the hours and do the work, no matter what it takes, what are some of the ways that you kind of create balance and those boundaries or maybe some of the habits that you enact day to day, week to week to kind of level the playing field to help you not burn out? Yeah. So this has been a two year journey for me so far. Um, Switching from Mm -hmm. 10 year corporate ladder climbing career girl to (laughs) (laughs) business owner. And so I think, and I'm really still in it because now, you know, the first evolution was just unplugging from that system where I was very much functioning like a human design generator, right? And expected to be Mm -hmm. exerting energy all the time continually um, to unplugging and saying, okay, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And (laughs) when you feel that way and you feel like, holding that much freedom actually requires so much more discipline than I ever anticipated. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've gone through just phases of growing into what does my life look like as a business owner? Because when there are no bounds, you know, I, I love to sleep. So like I could sleep until 10 or 11 AM every day. Mm-hmm. And I probably did that for the first couple of months of just owning my business because I I could. But of course, that, you know, it shortens my day. So it's like I was doing a lot of experimentation with just kind of like having ultimate freedom in a way. 
Um, and yeah. I realized I'm like, okay, this is getting a little out of hand. So I think it's been a gradual learning process of what feels good and works for me, but also still helps me accommodate my clients because my business doesn't exist without clients. Um, right. And so that's been interesting. I think for me, it looks like setting and holding specific work hours for one-on-one -on -one coaching work for meeting times that I'm available with my clients for, um, mm. for instance, Mondays are our podcast days. I don't take client meetings on Mondays. So I protect Mondays every single day or every single week for mm. my creative endeavors. That's something that's been really helpful, but it's looking at, you know, where I want to be available in my calendar and where I don't. And that's something that's always really in flex. However, when it comes to like, not the, you know, forward facing side of my business, but the back end of my mm -hmm. business, which could look like updating my website or creating social content or brainstorming my next offer, or planning my next trip. Like that's where it really gets blurry for me in terms of a, does this feel like, or am I considering this work? <laughs> B is there a different time that I should be doing this or see like when to kind of pack it up for the day? And so there is a beauty in that blurriness because it feels a little more integrated in terms of like, I don't feel like I have to separate my work and my life so much because it's something that I do love, but it does get blurring the sense that I have to create clear moments of I am not working right now. Um, in order to just feel <laughs> replenished. And so right now, the ways that I'm doing that are protecting my mornings. Mm -hmm. So my calendar isn't open until 10 a.m. I like to wake up slow. I like to have my coffee. I like to do my morning pages journal. I like to do all my things before I, <laughs> before I get on the phone. Yeah. Um, so that's been really helpful. And then something that I've just noticed recently with starting to do more travel and leading into the nomad side of what this business looks like for me, that gets even trickier because it's like, Ooh, I'm traveling and I'm in a new city, but I'm still completely available for work and I'm working the whole time. So something that I did in London that felt good was I took the first week and my last week there and said, absolutely no work. So like my first week, you and I were together, we were exploring, podcasting, having fun. My last week in the city, I blocked off my calendar and I just lived like I was on vacation and that felt good. So I think it's creating moments and holding spaces on my calendar where I'm literally reminding myself, this is not work. Like I am on quote unquote vacation this week or whatever that is and just living it because it's not, it's not clear. Like, and I'm still working through it. And, um, I definitely work more like 20, 24 seven now than nine to five, which mm -hmm. wasn't the goal. You know what I mean? Right. I'm thinking that it really sounds like it's important just based on our conversation. It seems like it's very important to know a, what works for you Yeah. when it comes to kind of being able to maintain those boundaries and achieve the work-life balance that you desire. And B, if you're able, being able to kind of set those work hours 
um, for you, it's going to look a little different than it would for me. I think for you, you're able to have the flexibility to kind of say, hey, I'm not working until 10, but I'm able to take calls basically the rest of the day if need be, no mm-hmm. matter where you are. For someone like me, it'd probably be a little bit more of knowing and acknowledging when I'm most productive and setting meetings around that time if possible. Mm-hmm. Now I realize like not everyone has that luxury, of course, but it really is kind of coming down to understanding what works best for you and the people you serve and just trying to strike a balance between that. But also understanding that there is a whole life outside of working that deserves to be lived, deserves to be seen, deserves to be talked about, um, and deserves to be explored. Whether you are traversing across the UK or dislocating your shoulder trying to indoor (laughs) skydive. These are all experiences that I think are worthy to be had. Yes. Once you kind of step outside of that kind of like constant work mode that we are we typically find ourselves placed into yeah and it's interesting to think about how that even happens right yeah like why we end up feeling like we need to be giving so much of ourselves to work and i just keep coming back to like i think it's really a millennial thing like going to college coming out of school like post-recession it's hard to get a job everyone needs a job. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I don't know if you felt that way when you came out of school, but it was like, there's almost just this like scarcity mindset. And it was like, I just remember reading a lot of articles too. It's like millennials are lazy and millennials are this. Do you remember that era of just like the world hating on us as employees? I mean, I think that era is still going, but <laughs> I'm like, do you honestly, remember that? You're like, it exists. <laughs> it's here today still, but I mean, we, I don't think we need to go into like <laughs> the history of Henry Ford and the 40 hour work week. Yeah, that's, that's not <laughs> kind of where the framework was started, but honestly, you know, our parents and our parents' parents were of that generation mm-hmm. where it was just very typical. And it wasn't until we came along and then fast forward to Gen Z mm-hmm. and the extreme technological, you know, digital expansion that has been happening over the past couple of decades that people are now just realizing that, oh my gosh, I don't have to work 40 hours a week in an office to make money. There's so many ways to make money. Yeah. And with, TikTok specifically and Instagram and this information sharing, mm-hmm. Gen Z is realizing that I can be rich off of TikTok. I really don't need to go to college <laughs> unless I'm going to be a doctor. So yeah. I think with that newfound knowledge um, and the information that's now being shared, the younger generations are now seeing that there are more options to make and create a living. And there are more options and there are more ways to create the life that you desire Mm -hmm. um, to live, whether it be to have kind of like a more serious corporate or professional job, like a doctor or a lawyer, or or to have something that's a little bit more free flowing 
as many people are digital nomads now. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really important to acknowledge because our parents pushed us to go to college. And I think now we, our generation who are now becoming parents are realizing there are other ways mm-hmm. to make a living and do this rather than spending hundreds of thousands of dollars for a degree that you may or may not use. Right. So I think it's, it's, it's inspiring. It's been so interesting to watch and um, shout out to Gen Z for, you know, really kind of pushing the envelope on that for a while <laughs> yes. they were eating Tide Pods, but now it seems like they're getting it together. So shout out to them. You're so funny. Now that's a great point. <laughs> and I, I agree with you. It's like, you know, millennials got shits like, okay, let's put, let's put Gen Z in the corporate work. Oh no, they're not even going. So I'm here yeah. for it. I'm excited. I feel like we're like in right in the thick of the midst of this evolution. And maybe that's why it feels like so kind of clunky or a little bit unclear too. It's because we're, we really kind of like teeter the line between like what was and what is going to be. And so I feel like that puts us in an interesting position to say like, what do we like from the old way that we want to keep and burn everything else? And what Mm -hmm. do we want to embrace from the new way and really integrate into or even like just reset on what work and what life looks like us moving forward. Because the beauty about life is like, you can, you can make pivots, you can change, you can choose again, you can start all over right Mm -hmm. now. And I think that's pretty exciting. Yes. That's one of my favorite things. And I'm so glad you said that it is never too late to get started. It is never too late to start again. It is never too late to try something new. And as our world is more and more influenced by new technology, there's so many things to learn, so many new things to try. And I think all you really have to do is just be willing and open to seeing what's out there. Um, One thing my parents had always said when it comes to you know, just anything. You don't know unless you're told. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a whole bunch of career paths out here that are interesting that might really resonate with a lot of young people. But before, you know, this huge wave of information sharing was done, especially through social media, people didn't know, like, the many different ways that you could kind of create money or create a career. Um, and now it's a whole career just kind of creating content online. I mean, it's kind of like the next evolutionary stage of what was being a blogger when we were younger, Mm -hmm. being a blogger is no longer a thing. Now you're a content creator and you strategize how to reach particular audiences, um, with a brand that you create on yourself or for yourself. So it's just absolutely insane just how different things are Mm -hmm. um but there are just new ways to kind of create work-life balance and ultimately the life that you desire for yourself and your family yeah there's forbes just released a new like annual sort of roundup if you will and this one focuses on uh creators so content Mm -hmm, creators mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's so fascinating, just the profile on each, I think it's like top 50 
but it's like they all do some i mean they're all they either popped off on youtube or tiktok or instagram but they've all really taken that visibility that audience and they've done something really kind of unique and interesting with it um and so it's a good read i will send it to you but it's fascinating to see how many millions of dollars (laughs) this next wave of creators is is making and it's you know for anyone who still doesn't believe like that you know these are jobs or like this is the future creating Mm -hmm. content sharing information this is, I mean, it's always been, we say creating content, but it's like, you know, sharing information, like that's always been a thing. It just takes on different forms and now it's on the internet. You know what I mean? And so I think it's just embracing that evolution, but it is really fascinating to see just how, how limitless any one career opportunity can be. Absolutely. And like we said earlier, it's just never too late. I just love Mm -hmm. seeing you know, older baby boomers even on YouTube, on TikTok, sharing information that they know and that they're passionate about, whether it be how to fix cars or whether it be how to uh, reprogram a computer or Mm -hmm. do simple stuff like that. Um, They're finding their niche. And it lets us know that there's definitely a way to use your passions to create the life that you want. But it also lets us know that it's never too late. And honestly, with the way things are going, there's always going to be something new to try and share um, that will eventually blow up and that could be your next big break. So it's really just about being open to trying those new things and really being able to hone in on what, works for you what you're passionate about and what you have to share to the world because i think Mm -hmm. all of that is very very important and just kind of creating the life that we want um and hopefully just making some money from it yeah yep everyone does have something to share and that is the exciting thing variety of life right the spice of life variety of life variety of life (laughs) yes keep it spicy Keep, keep it, it spicy. The variety is keep it spicy. Um, so mm-hmm, work-life mm-hmm. balance. Do we think it exists? Yes or no? Absolutely. I okay. think it really is just a matter of creating it for yourself. Yeah. I'm a little on the fence about it because I don't know. Like I, I really don't, I don't know if it's a thing, at least for me at this point and what I'm doing now. I feel less clear on that answer. So I'm kind of interested to see how how that evolves. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Like, I think ideally this conversation wouldn't even be a thing because people wouldn't feel burnt out from their job. So they wouldn't feel so restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our society, that's kind of still the way it is. But who knows, maybe as we move closer into the future and what's to come, um, there will be just a more standardized way for people to work and live. I like that. That's the saying. We'd rather work to live, not live to work, right? Yes. Yep. That's the one. Something like that. So (laughs) we'll see what happens. More to come. (laughs) 
So final quick fire thoughts on how to create your best tips for creating work-life balance. I'm going to say one, use all of your vacation time. If you let any of that vacation time expire, I'm going to be mad at you. Take that vacation. (laughs) That is number one. Number two, Mm -hmm. number two, I would say turn off your email notifications on your phone. You don't need constant and all those like instant messenger, Microsoft teams, all the chats, turn off the notifications because your colleagues might not respect your boundaries in the same way that you want to them to. So turn off those notifications And when you are offline, you are offline. And then three, I would say, make sure you do something, whether it's once a day or once a week that feels fun. Like I really lost sight of fun for a long time when I was so focused on work. (laughs) And I think that's something you can't get back. So those are my quick, Mm -hmm. hot hot pro tips for work-life balance. What about you, Najee? So I'm going to echo all of that and just add a fourth one. And this one is honestly, put yourself first. Yes. Period. Put yourself first. If you need to take three weeks off, take three weeks off. If you don't like that job anymore and you want to find a new one, quit. If you're not making enough money, find a new job. Because at the end of the day, if the roles were reversed, they will not hesitate to get rid of you. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, fuck that job. But like, not <laughs> really, but like, in a way that you got to put yourself first and look out for you. Um, I feel like our generation and the youngers are really kind of sitting into that. And I think it's really, really important to do that. Um, but just remember, you are the prize. So put yourself first. That's yes. Love it. All right. Well, with that, love it, love it, love it. Let's get into our love it <laughs> or leave it for this week. Najee, you want to kick us off? Absolutely. So this week, we are loving Rihanna performing at the <gasps> Super Bowl. Yes. That's right. The Avon lady is back and she is parking her cart to pick up a microphone again and (laughs) perform hopefully all of her many, 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 many hits at the Super Bowl this February. I'm super excited. I love Rihanna. I love all her songs and I'm glad she's gracing us with her presence and we might even get new music out of it so we can only hope. But yes, she has put away that billion dollar makeup brand and she's returning to music. What a way to like re re-enter the scene, you know, like she was gone Mm -hmm. for so long. It's only right that she comes back with a fucking Super Bowl. That's badass. Absolutely. It's super dope. I'm really excited. Bring on February. Y'all know I'm not a huge sports person, but I will be watching that halftime show and i know it's going to be amazing as long as it's not on my birthday i hate when the super bowl falls on my birthday i know it's right around that time too 
I know it's different every year, but right. we'll see. We'll see when it is for 2023. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. I love that. And did you we'll see the see. way she announced it too? Like she just did a post, like a photo post. So Rihanna. Love that Like for her. she could have made a reel, but she didn't. <laughs> um, She said, no, I still have makeup to sell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time oh, for reels. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Okay, this week, I feel like as far as leaving it, I already told my shoulder story. So yeah, I'm just going to skip that for this week. Okay. Um, thoughts and prayers for me. But what are you <laughs> loving and leaving this week, Ava? Sending you all the healing energy for your shoulder. Like, we got to keep this team together. <laughs> Let's see. What am I loving this week? A couple of things. Um, I recently took a class on how to grow podcasts and I really loved it because I like learning. Like I really do like learning. And I think that's why I went to so much freaking school, but it had been a minute since I had actually taken like a workshop or a masterclass. And so Mm -hmm. I loved just reimmersing myself into that. It was a great, um, podcasting workshop hosted by uh, Kelly Smith, who has the Mindful in Minutes podcast, um, which is great to check out if you want some meditation. Um, Mm -hmm. But just a lot of exciting ways to really take our our podcast baby to the next level. And I'm excited for you and I to kind of like debrief on all the things that (laughs) I learned. Um, But I really like being back in the environment. It was it was nice. Awesome. I know you got a lot of good nuggets there. Yeah, so many. I took like three pages of notes, so get excited. Mm. All right, all right. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I also had a nice chill Saturday with a couple of girlfriends, Kelsey, who you know, and hey, our other friend, Bridget. And we just had hey, coffee. I know. Hey, girls. Hey. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. and we just had really nice coffee we did some tarot we did some brainstorming business stuff and it's always just nice when you can get together with people in person you know like I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of my friends live all over the world and so it's not often that there's that opportunity for like an in-person just hang session and but I really value those and so that felt good and I loved that I love that for you. Thanks. Um, What I'm not loving this week, September in general has just been a lot. Like this is our last, (laughs) this is our last September 2022 entry. And I'm okay with that because it's just been a lot. And, you know, one of the things that's coming up this week is mother nature. She's angry Um, there's, you know, it's hurricane season and I just, I, I hate to see what's happening with Fiona and Puerto Rico. Um, now we've got hurricane Ian headed towards my family in Florida. And so that's always kind of scary. And so wanted to Mm. take a moment and send out some good energy to everyone who's being impacted by, um, the hurricane season because it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really overwhelming and it just gives you that perspective of like, 
we're just these little specks on a flying rock and there's so much that we can't control. Um, But just hoping that, what am I hoping for? I'm hoping for the least amount of damage possible for everyone in the storm's path. Absolutely. This natural disaster, the seasons of natural disaster is always a little tough for, you know, our friends down south, earthquakes in California, hurricanes in the Caribbean. It's just really tough. So well wishes, thoughts, prayers to everyone that might be affected. Um, And hopefully it's not too bad. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. With that, thank you for listening to the more podcast. If you love this episode, please take a moment to write us a review and leave us five stars. It goes a long way to help other people discover our show. Um, send the link to someone that you think would also enjoy listening. Help us spread the word so we can continue to create awesome conversations for and with you every week. And we will see you next Wednesday with more of the things that make us, us, so you can hear a thing or two to make you more you. Bye. Bye.